There will be tears, have no doubt. There will be smiles, but a few. My granddaddy was a player. (laughs) (laughs) A rich boy in a pair of gators. Because these boys ain't got no fathers neither. And they ain't crying. Man, what did my father hear about how I'm talking about him? <laughs> he was so disappointed. <laughs> I got a father, y'all. I got a father. We had a we had an interesting exercise at one of the jobs yesterday about discovering our own biases. And it asked us a series of questions. And it made me re-realize that the the split custody game really does affect the way a child sees emotions. Right? I don't think I have a very emotional connection to my parents. It's not like we hold hands and we sing and we cry and we talk about how we feel about each other. And I wonder if other people do that with their parents. My parents, it seems to be, I wish we would have recorded it because it would have been a fire 32-year-old podcast because that's how we talk to each other. It's just banter and debates. We've been debating for as long as I can remember. I remember uh, debating with my father at the age of four about the difference between a group of trees and a forest. What? (laughs) These boys ain't got no fathers neither. (laughs) And they ain't crying. Shout out to Frank Ocean. I asked the lady of the house yesterday, is Frank Ocean the nigga (laughs) Lauren Hill? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all should be back on Twitter and said, uh, Frank Ocean got more than one album. So, Ooh. oh, oh, oh sweetheart. <laughs> but Lauren Hill doesn't need more than one. So, <laughs> I mean, not saying Frank Ocean did either, but you know. I mean, let's just put it this way Lauren Hill is one for one. Yeah. Frank Ocean is two out of three. Lady in the house, hit the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Hawaii Make with B Mo. Yeah. This is your solutioned baked podcast. Okay. This is your opportunity to get the insights of what's happening in blackness on blackness as we discover the new blueprints to blackness. I am your host, B Mo. Make sure we're saying good morning to the wonderful, the incomparable, our beautiful producer, the lady of the house. Make sure we're saying good morning. Oh, hey. And by saying good morning, I mean jump in them comments and say good morning, L-O-T-H, or Imani with an E. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You gotta, you have to manage up. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> on your audience. Uh, make sure we're saying good morning to the lady of the house. This morning's episode is being brought to you, as always, by the Washington Informer Bridge. Okay, you can always check out all things happening in the beautiful from a beautiful black source at wibridgedc.com, wibridgedc.com, or at wibridgedc on Instagram and social media outlets. Uh, this morning's episode is being partially sponsored by my good man, the Media Prince, okay? If you want to know how I know what's going on in the DMV so fluently and so well, I just check out the DM Prince. He's going to bring us art and entertainment. We bring you culture and taste. Art and entertainment. We bring you history and politics. And we got all things D.C. I even got you covered, Maryland and Virginia. Welcome to What's Going On, D.C. Thank you, Media Prince. This episode is also being brought to us by the Wake and Bake Fest. Wake and Bake Fest is taking place on 420, secret location. There are two ways that you can buy tickets. You can become a Wake and Bake with Bemo Knight. Go to patreon.com backslash Bemo Brown. Become a Patreon for as low as $10. Okay, we got some very exclusive, really great content over there. Make sure you read all the information on Patreon. Or you can simply buy a ticket by going to bemoauthentic.com, and you'll see the information right there. It'll say Wake and Bake Fest. Abilities to get your tickets now, also on Eventbrite, et cetera, et cetera. You can get those things. With every entry comes a pre-roll. If I could just wax poetic for a moment, right? If I just want to wax poetic for a moment about the Wake and Bake Fest. Yes, we are having a cannabis-friendly festival on a Wednesday morning from 7 a.m. to noon. No, I will not do it at nighttime. No, there will not be an evening edition. No, you won't be able to pull up at noon 05 and be able to enjoy the situation. This event is for the stoners. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay? I'm not joking when I say the best part of waking up other than consciousness and being with your loved ones and all that stuff. What's up? That's whatever. They can go over to YouTube. Um... um the best part of waking up? I'm not saying, I'm, I'm serious when I say that. Other yeah. than consciousness and realizing your potential and all that stuff, we stoners, every morning, we wake up, we roll our blunts, we pack our bowls, we hit our bongs, we take our tinctures, we sneak an edible, and then we go off into the world to do whatever the fuck it is what we do. Yeah. For one day, for one day, I would want my stoner friends Wake up with your wake and bake material and then do what the fuck you want to do. That's why we got activities like our rolling contest, something that embraces the weed culture. We got our sunrise yoga so you can get your mind right. We got the show so we can ask you the questions that are going to energize you intellectually so you can get through the day. We got the rolling class so you can be better at partaking in weed. We're going to have edibles and chocolates and tinctures and conversations and and, and performances and gallery pieces and and vendors. And I said that already, didn't I? It's going to be a whole bunch of beautiful stuff around the wake and bake culture that has nothing to do with you using your body for money. (laughs) You might even make some money at the wake and bake fest. You might meet the right person. You might win a raffle. But aren't you tired of, of putting the good drugs in your body every morning and then going off and doing somebody else's bidding? Come do your own. Wake and bake fast 420. That's my emotional marketing ploy, okay? Love on you. The best part of waking up. <laughs>
is BMO in your blunt. So make sure y'all check it out. If you have anybody that might be interested in sponsoring the, the Wake and Bake Fest, hit my DMs. We could definitely get that popping. All right. All those things that I've said this morning, I have one more thing to say. And that you are always welcome to donate to the show or become a Wake and Bake with BMO Night. Just go over to BMOAuthentic.com backslash Durant, D-A-R-E-N-T. Okay, it takes $217. Well, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but we got new lights, okay? Can the people tell? Has anybody commented like, damn, y'all lit this morning? <laughs> Maybe because light is just supposed to be like that. Okay, we got new lights. Now the cost per episode has gone up to $245 per episode, okay? <laughs> That's what the cost of dollars is. These lights ain't cheap. So if you want to put in on this situation to make the wake and bake experience just a little bit better, a little bit more consistent, I mean, y'all, we're going to get it done, okay? We're going to make it work. But if you want to put in on the rent, feel free to do so, all right? With that being said, let's get to the show. All right? I said a lot of things. We got a lot of topics that we want to cover this morning. We we apologize about Tuesday. Tuesday we had some uh, some power issues. I want y'all to know live broadcasting is hard. Yeah. Okay? This ain't we, this is not just your uh, my phone no. on the tripod. And we're doing this blind today because you can't hear nothing. I can't hear a damn thing over here, so I hope y'all can hear me. Yeah. Um, oh, got a couple things we want to talk about this morning. Uh, as always, if you're watching on Instagram, you can check us out on YouTube or Twitter so you can get the full scope. Everything that's happening in each corners. I don't know what my face is looking like on Instagram. It looks like it's real close. Yeah, I just exited out and came back and it's small again. So yeah, no, I well, think it's Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's Instagram. Instagram be Instagram. But you can always come over to YouTube or Twitter so you can get the full screen situation. Uh, we are in HD over there. We have three things we want to talk about. We want to finish the conversation that we were having on Tuesday about a hits different. Ironically, our stream cut off when I asked the question, do we even want to be black? Yeah. Mm, we'll get to that. The second thing I wanted to talk about was embracing the sass. Mm -hmm. Watched Rothaniel over the weekend with Gerard Carmichael. Have a couple comments about uh, the comedy of that situation, and we'll get to that. And then lastly, of course, as this Thursday, mm -hmm. we're going to have our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. All right, and we got a good one this week. Um, we have been circling the same meme about corniness, and I believe our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week, I think he was on there. Was he on that? Was he on that meme? Oh, let's check it out. But let's start with the conversation that we were having before we got cut off on Tuesday. Um, just to slowly recap, Lady of the House, I don't know if you want to put this up real quick. We saw two ads over the weekend that uses the colloquial saying of it hits different. The first of which was uh, actually a WWE 2K game. I was watching WrestleMania. Judge me if you want, but also judge your mama, okay? Um, watching a WWE uh, 2K ad and a 2K ad, uh, the copy of the link, the copy of the ad is it hits different. Mm -hmm. Now we know the WWE target demographic is these 18 to 30-year-old white boys who are still using or still playing video games, uh, very much entertained into the, the interracial well, I guess the hip-hop space, I would say, yeah. which is the black space that's really modified and codified for the white audience. We'll talk about that on another day. Uh, and then the second thing that I saw was uh, McDonald's had their uh, April Fool's joke was Spicy Sprite mm -hmm. of Twitter fame. Right. Right? And this is the thing that got me an attitude. The use of these two languages are being positioned as if the general public or the general public came up with these terms as, this, as if this is a language 
that has been coded for the American public, when in actuality, mm -hmm. this is the language of the oppressed. Right. Okay? This is the flavor that you get as a result of blackness. And now, this season on Wake and Bake with BMO, uh, we have been positioning blackness as a response, as a culture, in response to the trauma of oppression within whiteness, right? Um, with the light changing? Yeah, it look a little dark. That's crazy. Right. It's crazy how that happened. Um, we, what did I just say? Uh, oh, uh, 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 we are being conditioned to think that the language of the future is actually, it, the language of the future belongs to the future and did not belong to the oppressed, right? Put up that graphic real quick with all the, the languages of the, of the Gen Z. We saw this in an SNL sketch with Elon Musk where he came out and said a whole bunch of Gen Z words where they're actually Ebonic words. We also see that with the, sneaking, the sneaky, sneaky use of it, his difference within these ads. Of Twitter fame is how blackness gets erased, mm -hmm. which is how we got to the question, if blackness is a response to oppression, mm -hmm. do we want to be black? We have to be black. Yeah. And as black folks do, which I'm very proud of, we've taken the traumatic, the traumatic thing, we've grabbed a hold of it, we've tried to modify it and make it our own. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, some of the things that we still do within this blackness, some of the things that we call black are still just traumatic responses to oppression. Mm -hmm. Hence why we're always talking on Wake and Bake with BMO about new blueprints, right? Can we be new black? No, Pharrell, because Pharrell was saying new black, but he wanted us to abandon black altogether. Mm -hmm. Right. And the radical future, there will be radical racelessness. That's what one theory says. Right. Um, but also in the radical future, according to the Pan-Africanism, uh, you're going to respect me wherever the fuck I come from. All right. I'm black and I shall be respected. So there's two two thoughts here. But it leads me to the question of do we want to be black? Mm. And you got the things up on the. So if 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 the future language are these terms, is it these terms over here. Oh, the few <laughs> if the future language of these terms over here, mm -hmm. right? And these terms, as we know, come from blackness. Mm -hmm. uh, if we want to take it even even deeper, which we're going to do in a second, these terms come from blackness, and some of these terms have actually been uh, 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 originated within queer blackness. But see, black folks don't ever want to talk about how queer blackness is actually creating black culture. But that's okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, it hits different. I feel like that came from. Queer culture. I feel like uh, it's given. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What do you say? I think Queen did, too. Queen? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. What else is on that list that might be coming from queer culture? Uh, yeah, I feel like period. Period yeah. either from queer culture or from black women culture. Right. Right. <laughs> That's the supremacy. Mm. We'll talk about that in a second. But, but... Um, if these if these words are being positioned as language of the future, what is ebonics of the future? Is there ebonics in the future? This is why I mean this is this is where we got stuck last time. Mm -hmm. Do we even want to be black? Do we even want a subset of language? Well, we already have our own language. Talk about it. Um, we discussed this in season two, but mm. enslaved African Americans created their own language and it's called Tut or Tutanese. And there's like a whole alphabet, whole dialect and everything. So it's like, we should gatekeep it to, you know, make sure. Well, I feel like, cause if we don't, then it's going to end up right. <laughs> being used in everyday 
in the ads. Right, exactly. Tut, tut, tut at McDonald's. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, it's crazy. That's interesting. It's interesting now, now, now that I'm thinking about it. You know how we talked about how capitalism won't save us. Yeah. Um, for many reasons, but one of the primary reasons is that the source of capitalism, the capital, were our ancestors. Right. Mm-hmm. Will, will we be saved? Will we be saved and liberated? Can we be liberated with the oppressor's language? That's a good question. Now, that makes me feel like liberation is so far. Because <laughs> how many niggas speak English? All. Yeah. How many niggas don't speak English? Damn. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Whoops. I didn't mean to stumble upon that. But if you think about it in that terms, if if the tool of the master's tools includes language, mm-hmm. the manipulation of capital, mm-hmm. the manipulation of product and culture. Right then can we be saved? Can we be liberated with the oppressor's language? And if we can't, look how far we got to go. <laughs> Ooh, we. We got any comments? I don't know. It might not be a heavy day today. Um, we got one comment. Uh, accepted use of bitch. That's um. Oh, yeah, from Queer yeah. Culture as well. Yeah, right, right, right. That's right, I had a, my business partner was in a meeting with a potential partner for us and my man's in the middle of the meeting. The meeting is uh, is is sexually orient. The sexual orientation of the meeting is diverse. Okay. My man's a straight black man in the meeting talking about, hey, don't you remember when we could say the f word and says the f word, right? Okay. He's like, yeah, I mean, we say it all the time. We was joking and, and laughing and stuff. Now, mind you, there are quick people in the room, and they're looking at him like, what? No, I don't remember that. That's crazy. Why nah. Do you feel comfortable. With- Ex- Cause niggas be nigging, but that also you know how like when white people love to say the n word like super hard like yeah. in conversation like oh he said but you didn't have to say it you had to say it right you had to say it. he just wanted to say it right he wanted to normalize something of the past mm-hmm. with people in the room that it affected directly man I tell you niggas sometimes bro right sometimes niggas be niggas be nigging um all right it's Jess rolling says time she remembers. who said that Jess yeah I mean I remember when you could say it but I mean. Could is a very right. terrible way to say that. Right. We were saying it even though it was harmful to other people. Mm-hmm. But the majority sentiment was fuck those other people. Yeah. The thing that has changed is the empathy for other people, mm-hmm. not the language, not the impact of the language. That hasn't changed. It's, right. It hurt people then. It hurts people now. Right. The problem is we grew the fuck up. Mm-hmm. See, y'all been watching these bitch-ass comedians, man. You think you say what the fuck you want to say. You cannot say what you want to say. Right. You've been listening to these white folks tell you that the freedom of speech? Bullshit. Right. (laughs) It's slapping nigga season. You better watch out. Don't give a fuck. We don't don't discuss right or wrong. I don't give a fuck about no right or wrong. You better watch out. (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) You keep using the language you want to use. You keep using the language of the oppressor and see what happens to you. Okay. Liberated people going to find you, player. And they going to liberate you. (laughs) And And people think the language... And the methodology of the liberator is peace. Who told you that? <laughs> Who lied to y'all? What has it ever been peace? 
All right, it's rolling time, y'all. It's rolling time. Um, today's rolling time is being sponsored by the good people at Chiquette's team. Chiquette, C-H-E-K-A-I-T-Y. New video in Namorata running on YouTube. We're going to play the second half of that video. I want you, as I told you before, the Chocolate City Renaissance has started with this piece of art. Okay, if you're watching this, you know you need to step your visuals up, all right? Because we about to step ours up. A flyer will no longer do, okay? A post on your story will no longer do. Nigga, we need to be entertained. <laughs> Thank you to the folks at Chiquette. It's Rolling Time. We'll be right back with more. Awake and bake with B-Mo, yeah. I want you. I want you. I want you.
All right, thank you to the good people, Chiquette, my man Chiquette, JD Money M, all the wonderful people who worked over at the video, Vault Studios, The Location, Kramer, Autumn LaBella, MK Zulu, LaVon, Blackstone. Who else is in that junk? Uh, Slash. Slap. <laughs> seen Slash be in there in his African sandals getting to work. I see you, baby. I see you, baby, looking like your ancestors. Uh, thank y'all over there to. Uh, Chiquette for the team for I Want You. Check out that video on YouTube or check out Chiquette at Chiquette, C-H-E-A-K-I-T-Y. Chiquette, who will be performing at the Jellyfish Festival. Make sure y'all check that out. Uh, this morning's Blunt, as I'm still rolling, uh, is being sponsored by the people at Street Lawyer Services DC. Okay. My good people at Street Lawyer Services I-71 uh, Compliance Shop, the I-71 Compliance Shop, they did win. Uh, they did win that important vote. Uh, the vote did not pass to close all I-71 shops in D.C., so we're going to keep going. Hopefully, I'll send out some more messages to them in celebration so we can get some more sponsors. But anyway, shout out to my favorite I-71 shop in the city right now, which is Street Lawyer Services D.C. Slide on down there. You could actually get some legal advice and then gift it. You get a little a little good green. Uh, we had Muffin the other day, not going to lie, wasn't a fan. Wasn't really hitting like that. Wasn't a fan. We've replaced Muffin with another weed, but we appreciate y'all at Street Lawyer Services. Uh, but when you don't, don't get Muffin, okay? That ain't, <laughs> that ain't the shit. See. What's up? Go ahead. Tell the people now. We tell the truth. No, I, was, I was just going to say, like, this is a real advertisement because we're not just going to be like, yeah, get Muffin. It's great. Like, <clears throat> no, nah, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Yeah, yeah. And then y'all go home and smoke Muffin and be like, this nigga BMO yeah. tastes trash. <laughs> nah, bro. Muffin, muffin, was, muffin wasn't that good. Right. It was. They cookies, they cookies and milk was good, though. Was cereal milk? Triple mint was good. Triple mint was good. Uh, we had a couple of uh, fruity sativas that were pretty good. We can highlight those, but muffin ain't the one, bro. Mm, nah. Muffin ain't the one. Do people even like muffins? Oh, mm, sometimes. It depends. Uh, sometimes it'd be too much, like, bread. Mu yeah, too, too much too muffin. Much muff. <laughs> too much muffin. Niggas don't like the muffin part of muffin. <laughs> so why the fuck would you give me all muffin? Uh, 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 give me a oops all berries. You know they started making just the muffin tops? Yeah, shout out to Elaine. <laughs> Uh, shout, out to shout out to Elaine. They're just the muffin tops. Right. And the poor people don't want the muffin bottoms. You feel me? <laughs> Thank you to the good people at Street Lawyer Services. Now let's get back to oh, let's spark this blunt and we'll get back to the show. Now I feel like we're having a lot of technical issues. I want to let y'all know something. I want to let the people know something. Live broadcasting might be the hardest thing I've ever done. Oh yeah. Like I've done a lot of things before. Yeah. I've 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 produced festivals without a phone mm -hmm. and had to walk the streets. Venue by venue to make sure the correspondence was okay. Yeah. Okay. I've I've had to volunteer at shows while being evicted the next day. Okay. I have done some very hard things in this industry, mm -hmm. but I will let y'all know right now, the hardest thing that I have ever done is broadcasting this show. <laughs> the hardest thing I have ever done is broadcasting this show because I feel like every time we get close to perfection, something else like we've been showing Chiquette's video. For weeks, today is the day where it's too many megabytes to transfer over the internet. <laughs> what? <laughs> today is the day where it's too, there's too many P's to be pushing. And we showed the full video before. 
No yeah, problem. No problem. <laughs> but today is a day where now on YouTube, I don't even know if we live anymore. Just, just cut the live off. Now it's in the green again. I don't understand what's happening. I really don't understand what's happening. I don't know what's going <laughs> what do you on. Want? I literally don't know what's going on. Hence the like hardest it. thing I've ever done. <laughs> Let's spark this blunt and show these people uh show these people a trailer to Rothaniel. Been trying to be very honest because my whole life was shrouded in secrets. And I figured the only route I haven't tried was the truth. So I'm saying everything. Here's everything. Feel okay? Very thankful for tonight. So I watched... Um don't know if y'all know this, but Gerard Carmichael is probably my favorite modern comedian. We're talking people post, post Chappelle, post Kevin Hart. We're talking about the new class of comedians. And I love Gerard Carmichael. Uh, Eight, which I thought was a superior, superior um, stand-up uh, special. He did his home videos, which I thought were beautiful. We talk about the home videos here on the show in season two. And then he just put out his new special, which is Rothangan. And I find it in I find it important, Gerard Carmichael, also of the Carmichael Show, probably one of the more underrated sitcoms within black television, right? Mm -hmm. The thing that I love about Gerard Carmichael is like what we do here on Who Ain't Can Bake We It Be Mo constantly. Gerard is constantly poking at what is blackness, mm -hmm. poking at this intersection of what we're supposed to be and what we should be and where we can go, right? But does it in a very comedic and dark way. Mm -hmm. uh, if I had to compare him to an art, to a, to an author, he would be the Ta-Nehisi Coates of comedy. Okay. Like he's telling you very real things and you think like at the end of this is going to give you some bright message, but it's not. Nah, Tanis is like, man, the world is hard, blackness is tough, and you're gonna die that way. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with Gerard Carmichael. So in this special, Rothaniel, um, Gerard does a couple of things. Um, I think the most, not I think, the most landmark moment of the special is that he comes out as gay. Mm -hmm. Not bisexual, not uh, uh, fluid, not non-binary, mm -hmm. gay. I like men. Yeah. That's what he says. And when this is happening, uh, I don't know how many times in my life I'll be able to see this in real life, but I watched a man who at the beginning of the special, from my understanding, was um, insinuating that he was a heterosexual man. Mm -hmm. Even when I rewatched another comedy special and he talks about a relationship with a woman. Very like... Quickly, though. So when I'm watching Rothaniel and he comes out as gay, 
and I see that there is no change in his mannerism, mannerisms. There's no change in the way that he sits. He doesn't start using language that he wasn't using before. Um, he doesn't dip off into queer culture as if he's been immersed in it in years. What I'm watching is a man who was pretending to be straight finally coming out as gay and then talking through his experience. Mm -hmm. And what I'm seeing in this moment, right, this moment, the moment I had when I was at uh, Let's Talk, bruh, when I was talk when I was surrounded by some of my queer brothers and talking about uh, queer history, uh, I'm thinking about the moment of Preston Mitchum in front of Nellie's going off about the protection of this black woman. I'm thinking about the lesson I learned about how the rainbow became the symbol for the for first the gay community and then the LBGTQ community, and then I'm sitting here thinking like. Yo, queer culture is hella cool. Yeah. Like, hella cool. We mentioned it before that new language from blackness tends to come from either queer culture or from black women. This turned down, but it ain't gonna, the notification still gonna come up. Okay. Queer culture usually, uh, queer culture or the culture of black women usually generates what is black culture. Mm -hmm. Not to not to take away from my black men. I understand that we we add to black culture as well. Okay, we get it. I got it. Mm -hmm. But so, so as I'm watching this special and I'm thinking about it, the embracing of queer culture, there are two things that are coming to mind. One is I was uh picture day was a couple weeks ago, right? Y'all see me, I had the curls, I looked all cute. Yeah. A couple days later, I put on another little fit. Homegirl said I look sassy. Mm -hmm. And so I looked in the mirror and I was like, okay, I do look a little sassy. So then the question came to mind. As a black man trying to shed his homophobic skin, and I will say I'm, I'm a little bit further than most of you niggas out here, but as a black man trying to shed his homophobic skin, how do I embrace black queer culture? Mm. Because it is, and correct me if I'm wrong, I know we don't think about right or wrong here, but it ain't, it ain't right that I recognize that the sources of black culture come from black women and black queers, mm -hmm. and I can embrace emulating black women culture. I'd be twerking in the house. Later, the house will tell you. Yeah. But there is a thing in me that wants to also embrace black queer culture but the same thing that wants to embrace that, there is another part of me that is also screaming, but I'm not gay. Yeah. Hmm. So then what do I do? How, how can I participate in queer culture? If I could, let me put it this way, if I could participate in black women culture and not be a black woman and not be assumed to trying to be a black woman, mm -hmm. can I participate in black queer culture without being assumed to be gay or assumed to be assimilating gay culture? Can I eat Italian food without being Italian? It, sh it should be that you can, but I feel like everyone isn't there. Who, who, who gonna judge me? Homophobic people. Who's that include? Specifically, but <laughs> I'm are trying, you talking about? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think like what. 
Okay, so what what exactly apart what exactly what parts of queer culture would I be trying to embrace as a straight man? That's a great question. Yeah. You're right, 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 right. There is something about the that's why that's why the name of this segment is embracing the sass. There's something about the sass that I like. It's not not uh, courtroom five hundred two. Not today. Yeah. We're talking about we've been talking about respect for the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and what happens when we what happens when our respect is violated, right? Right. And we're talking about new tactics. So if the Will Smith tactic is not socially acceptable, I don't agree with y'all, but whatever. <laughs> if the Will Smith tactic is not acceptable, then can I replace it with sass? Because I didn't see my queer brothers go off on a nigga. Let me, what do they call it? What do they call it? It's a, um, a read. I didn't see my brothers. I didn't see my brothers give somebody a read, right? And no violence occurred. And I didn't see many niggas been humbled by the read. Can I embrace the read? <laughs> Do I have the right timber of voice? I feel like I feel like you got to be sharp though. Like you got to be quick <laughs> and you got to be clever to read a nigga. Am I wrong? Yeah. Do I need to study Nene? You know that's my favorite villain. My favorite black villain is Nene. <laughs> Fuck Candace Owens. It's Nene. That's <laughs> the best black villain we got. And a nigga from Drumline who was chewing on his fucking chin strap. <laughs> the fuck wrong with him, man? Somebody got to wear that hat next year. What's wrong with you? Hey, maybe. I don't know. No, nah, you keep that hat, brother. Right. That's your you hat, man. You can take that hat with you, brother. What the fuck? You been chewing on that shit for four years. No, Clarence, Cla- I'm going to be honest with you. Clarence Thomas was this close to being my Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. This close. This close. I'm going to put that clip up today. I meant to put it up before the show. But this close. This man, Clarence Thomas, is expanding the limits of blackness. Yeah. The best piece of trash we have is the Supreme Court justice. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. That's what I'm, so I'm saying. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm Judge Brown Jackson in the future and I'm being confirmed by Congress, Right. If the Will Smith tactic is not socially appropriate, can I read a nigga? Can I dip into my queer culture bag and can I read a nigga? All right, we gonna practice. We gonna have that's that's what you get on the Patreon. We are gonna have practice sessions on Saturdays. <laughs> Just come on and I'm gonna read you. That's all. <laughs> Opposite of the hood healer. Okay. <laughs> We're not looking for energy. I'm looking for sass. <laughs> we got any comments? Blow Magazine says, be yourself at all times. It's not culture, it's community. We need to build and protect diverse communities. Be yourself at all times. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. It's hard to be yourself. Be yourself (laughs) at all times. If you're you all the time, then how do you get you to be a better you? It's been too quiet. Be yourself at all times. I agree, but I also want to radically disagree. 
yesterday we were in a in a meeting in which we had to confront our own biases. Can you confront your own biases without stepping out of outside of yourself? Talk me through it, because I can't see how. Confront your own biases. Can you without stepping out of yourself? Can you confront your own biases within your biasedness? Yeah, you can be aware of your biases. That doesn't mean you change who you are. I mean, if you if you find out that you have biases, and it's like, well, we all have them. Well, yeah, right. Well, whatever they are, and you're aware of them. Well, how do you come aware of them if you are always in them? Usually through like external experience, somebody else or something that happens to you or, you know, something like that. And if you have your own, the other thing, so being yourself at all time has put me into a thought frenzy just now. A frenzy because... I'm having so many thoughts it's paralyzed my mouth so like okay yesterday we were studying biases right and we all have them and in order to think outside of them you have to expand yourself like if you think about your biases as a circle in order to expand the circle you have to extend the radius right so you have to extend outside of what you already are to be aware of the biases or not to be aware, to extend yourself beyond the biases. But now the question has raised into my head. If we're always going to be biased, do we need to not be biased? Like, is this, it's like the argument for object objectivity. Like, there is no objectivity. There is no way to tell something neutrally. Because you and I know that neutral is not zero. Neutral is a choice. So you are choosing to eliminate some language or use other language in order to express a point. That does not mean that it was objective. That means you have actually nullified something else to exemplify something else. Yeah. So in it, with that same language and that same math, do we need to be beyond ourselves? feel like we should because if not we're limited but we'll always be limited will we yeah i mean to a degree yeah hmm anyway let's move on to the third topic because we run out of time we got any other comments i'm sorry that one took me somewhere Be yourself at all times. But what if you're wrong? That's why I said it. <laughs> See, that's crazy. It's hard. I just got a stream report. <laughs> I'm not understanding what's happening. Um, interesting. Let's move on to the next topic. Okay. It's time, y'all. It's time for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week 
Award winner. Okay. This week's, as y'all know, we give out a Paul Rosen Negro of the Week every week. This is for a popular individual who was out here doing dangerous things like Paul Robeson, who was the uh, the most famous American at one point, but also ended his career uh, after joining socialist movements and being an anti-fascist very loudly. Um, last week it was what? Oh, wasn't it Clarence? No, it wasn't Clarence Thomas. No, it wasn't Thomas. Clarence Thomas. Well, look, scroll, scroll, see what um, it's saying. <laughs> Last week was prime time? Yeah, because before that was James Jeter and Dan Duggan. All right. <laughs> it was? That was just a week ago? No, it was Atlanta. Last week was the first episode of Atlanta. We showed y'all a clip. This week's Paul Robeson Negro of the Week is? It's Russell Wilson's game. Is he talking about football? Lay the house. Play the clip. I want to know the line that in your mind that oh made, you, made you bag Sierra. What was the line that got her to go out on a date with you? Mm. Well, uh, first, first of all, shit. You know, I had this Come wallet. On, I, had this wallet. I had this wallet, and it was it was broke. It was broke down. It was like kind of tore up. Yeah, you know, yeah, I had it for a while. I was single at the time. You know, I was running around single, and I had I had this wallet. It was tore up. So I could, you know, first day we met, and we had been talking for two and a half hours. You know, hanging out, whatever. And, and she saw the uh, wallet sit on the table. She said, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> she said, "What the hell is that?" I said, "What? What are you talking about?" She said, that wallet, what, 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 you losing with that. I said, I put my finger, I said, first of all, with me, you never lose. Ooh, ooh. I said, second of all, second of all, I said, that's what, see, that, that wallet, that shows consistency. Mm, shows huh. consistency. That's what you're going to get from me. Wow. You're gonna somebody's going to be consistent for you every day. Mm -hmm. See, that's what I'm saying. So, uh, Even that when you're shit old. Russell! And that's game. Okay, now that's game, especially considering the situation that Sierra just got out of. That's game. I'm gonna be honest with you, sweetheart. Can I be honest with you? Can I tell my truth? What's up? I too have been wondering how the fuck did Russell Wilson get Sierra? I thought, swear to God, I thought future threw her out the house. And Russell Wilson was driving by in his motherfucking Volkswagen. She saw a good man and was like, ooh, you. <laughs> I thought, I thought, yeah, I don't know. I thought, I thought Russell Wilson was just this corny man that Sierra was like, you know what? I'm going to go get the complete opposite of what I had before because fuck that nigga, right? I didn't think Russell had nothing to do with it. I was wrong. Did you, hold on. Did you think Russell, be honest with me, did you think Russell bagged Sierra or did you thought Sierra bagged Russell? Be honest with me. I definitely thought Russell bagged Sierra. What? Yeah. How? Russell Wilson? <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it. What you see? Ex explain the attraction of Russell Wilson. Go ahead. I mean, he kind of fine or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo! <laughs> oh, 
I wish y'all could see her face just now. Uh, <laughs> my face. I did yeah, yes, you that. did. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> flooded. <laughs> <laughs> This young lady I over here flooded. All right. <clears throat> okay. Okay. That's it. That's the only. He just fine or whatever. He got a good job. I mean, he seems like yeah. He seems like a good, a good person, a good man. Like he is the opposite of future. So you know, he has that also going for him. Um, I just, I just knew. <laughs> I just knew that she just like came and scooped this man up, and he was like, okay, uh, that's what I thought it was. I didn't think Russell Wilson had no game. Hmm. I didn't. But he's a football player. Didn't you say football players? But he's a he's he's like a 1950s football player. <laughs> like, yeah, let's go team. Yeah, hurrah. You know what I mean? Like he's that kind of football player. He's not like Lamar Jackson. You know what I'm saying? He's all cool, wear black all the time, <laughs> got the shades, got braids. You know what I mean? He ain't like old school Michael Vick, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Swagged out. He ain't even like Patrick Mahomes, who was like, you know, uh, uh, they both biracial, but like Patrick Mahomes somehow like the like the the pretty curly head uh, biracial, and Russell Wilson somehow look uh, Pakistani for some reason. <laughs> like I don't, I, I don't, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like I didn't think that Russell Wilson had the. I didn't think he had the game. I mean, I just, I didn't, and we're talking about Sierra right now, okay? We're talking about one of. The, you're talking about one of the baddest. Right. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. And thus, Paul Robeson, Negro of the Week. Is Paul in the corner? Oh, wait. No, he's not. <laughs> he was there when Russ was talking, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Paul Robeson, Negro of the Week for Extraordinary Game. And you know what? And I want, there's other thing I want to talk about. So we talk about um, male-centric Podcasts, mm -hmm. right? Which we we are one of them. Yeah. Uh, we talk about the there was a trend on on, on TikTok and, and and YouTube about making fun of what males talk about on a podcasting, and it's usually misogynoir, the disrespect of black women for the the building of the clout. You know what I mean, there's a the few people I'm not gonna name, but we know they bitch ass names. Okay, yeah. okay. And y'all got to let that nigga go, mm -hmm. okay? Y'all really got to let that nigga go. <laughs> I really do, because I didn't heard niggas say high-valued male in real life. And I'm like, <laughs> nigga, you are not the prize. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Uh-uh. Um, this male-centered podcast, I didn't watch the whole podcast, but at least for these 60 seconds, mm -hmm. these black men were like, oh, <laughs> all of them, all of them were impressed by Russell Wilson's very appropriate, not hypersexual, yeah. honest and authentic game. Mm -hmm. When I tell my son how to spit game, it, it won't be, oh, here are the lines that you got to say. It won't be whatever that little tactic they were they had going around where you got to look the girl in the eye for seven seconds and look away and then you got to talk about her. <laughs> you got to do all that. It won't be shit like that. It'll be like, be honest about who you are. Have a conversation. Be clever. Yeah. Be witty. Have a little swag. It was a good line. Didn't need to change that wallet, though. <laughs> okay? okay? The, the big wallet's old blueprints. Okay? We got to get that shit up out of here. But it did you well. Ladies, <laughs> all right, sweetheart, it's time. You got any comments about Russell Wilson? Um, 
Sav said, but he looks so good. He does? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Right. She said he looked like he got that yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Not that yeah. All right. <laughs> and the lady of the house is, is nodding in agreement, by the way. <laughs> Y'all can't see her, but she is nodding in agreement. Lord have mercy. Um yes, ma'am. Sixteen to twenty three million a year. I guess yeah. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all chill on Russ. <laughs> He been at game though. He talks so damn smooth. He gets me every time. Who's that? Oh, that's Seth. What? <laughs> I don't see all oh, football players. God and, damn it. <laughs> uh, the district book said, um, chill on rest. And then new blueprint. I got me an old ass wallet too. <laughs> hey, yeah, you got it. Hey, bro. The wallet is actually bad for your spine. Like that's <laughs> oh, a, yeah, that's, it's like the, real. That's yeah. real. You know what I'm saying? Take some of that stuff. Lighten your load, baby. You don't need it all. It's thinner. I need like a better like wallet. You know what I mean? I try to keep like four cards at a time. Yeah. I have four cards and some Polaroids. That's it. Nice. <laughs> That's it. All right, sweetheart. It's time for the burning question. For the roach. Mm. Yeah. Brought to you by the lady of the house. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Ask you about us being black, or do I want to ask you about embracing your sass? I mean, that's up to you. Don't <laughs> ask me to ask you what the burning question is. <laughs> burning question. Hmm. Okay, I'll ask you about being black. Okay. Are we okay? Do you think that we should go towards a post-racial society, and if so? Should we still embrace our blackness or that which makes us different? Not not even referring to skin color, but like culture and everything else. Man. What? I don't know. Oh, my bad. What what no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to punch you with words just now. <laughs> um, do I think we should go towards the post racial society? I I have of the mindset, regardless of how much I study, <coughs> no matter how much the, the the scholars are going back and forth uh, and developing new thought processes of what the end point of race could be, um, I am of the mindset that I am black now and I will die black. Mm -hmm. uh, I am of the generations who embraced black um, and that embracement of black will lead to the liberation of black. Now, what that looks like in a uh, Afro-future, mm -hmm. pan-African, or racelessness, or Africana-studied, uh, radical, uh, nationalist future, whatever, however it shows up, um, I'm not sure. And I don't even know if that's my job. I don't know if that's my job to build the infrastructure of that future. I think a lot of scholars, which is why I don't consider myself a scholar, I think a lot of scholars get caught up in, as we, as we used to say, like, we're on the precipice of a new nigga. Mm -hmm. A lot of scholars become the new nigga and then never look back at the precipice, the cliff, the hill, the ground, anything that came before 
the transition to what the new was. I feel like a lot of academics and a lot of scholars spend their time uh, in the hyper hypothetical and the hypothesis and the theoretical of what can be. They find it themselves, but then never make the work of transition. I feel like our work is more analysis. How do we see what's here and create the transition to what could be next? Okay. So no, I, <clears throat> I'm gonna be black. I'm I'm gonna stay black. I'm black as fuck. <laughs> I'm blacker than a motherfucker for real. Yeah, I'm black as shit for real. Um. <coughs> And hope, and, and maybe when we get to a point where I don't have to be black, then I can make that choice of being like, okay, I no longer want to be black. But to not be black now, yeah. to to pull the Raven Simone, eh, that's not the answer. No, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Uh, we want to thank y'all for watching another episode of Awake and Bake with B Mo. Make sure y'all check out the Wake and Bake Fest on 420. Tickets are available now. You can always become a, a, a Wake and Bake with B Mo Knight, okay? Join the Patreon. We're going to have exclusive materials coming out to the Patreon starting this Saturday. This Saturday, we'll have our first exclusive situation on Patreon. Also, uh, if you become a Patreon, you get a free ticket to. Uh, the Wake and Bake Fest on 420, 7 a.m. to noon. It's going to go up. The best part of waking up is BMO and a blunt. We're going to leave y'all with a wonderful music video. My man, Michael Robinson, M-I-C-A-H, Micah Robinson's uh, video from his newest album, Love Story, Know What?, if you're next to your spouse or your loved one, or even if you're, if you're next to your kids, just want to get a quick little groove on, catch that groove. We'll see y'all on Tuesday. Some of y'all on Saturday if you become a Wake and Bake with Bebo Night, for real, for real. All right? Thank y'all for joining us. Say good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning, y'all. We got lights. <laughs> <laughs> we got lights. Damn. <laughs> Walk past me, not too fast. Let my eyes just take their time. Looking at you, you look back, and I feel your eyes meet mine, and I know. Trying to be patient, but the way you make me feel mm, What I want to do, want to keep moving Till you feel like the whole world's standing still And I know just what
No. 